There's one token that I believe could make a Solana slash injective type run as it makes its next leg to the upside. In today's video, I'm going to be talking about the thesis behind that trade and also in the first half of the video, provide you with a market update because there's a lot that's been happening on the Bitcoin spot ETF side. And also I have some current thoughts on Ethereum, uh, given the fact there's been a lot of talk about Ethereum and the L1 thesis on Twitter that I want to go over. So without further ado, let's get straight into the video. The first thing to assert is that Bitcoin has currently just been chopping sideways over the last few days. Now, clearly, it's been a very positive run-up for the Bitcoin price, um, pretty much the entirety of 2023. But now we're starting to just go sideways for a little bit uh, and catch up. And this is super healthy for the market to see a little bit of a cool down um, after what it has been a really, really explosive period. And from a technical analysis perspective, you can see we're currently wedged in a new range that we are currently starting to form on the weekly time frame. If you want to go onto a lower time frame like the daily, you can see that Bitcoin has actually successfully retested twice the top line of the ascending channel. This is the main chart that I'm currently looking at for Bitcoin right now, because you have your clear support levels, uh, your diagonal support levels, and then you also have your horizontal support at 38 $8,000 for any deeper sort of corrections. Any really deep correction to one of those horizontal levels, um, and I would, you know, gladly uh, scoop up Bitcoin and probably uh, some altcoins as they would likely get hit harder. But I'm also looking at a potential retest of the mid-range and the lower range on this channel. I mean, eventually we are going to retest. The question is, how much higher does Bitcoin go before we retest these levels? As an ascending channel, your your floor levels uh, tend to increase over time. So this is why I'm tracking this chart because it's a momentum gauger of the current Bitcoin uptrend. And then, of course, for for your you know breakout targets, and we'll talk about the spot ETF in just a second here. Um, you have this 44k level, $44,500 to be precise. That if Bitcoin breaks above that next push to 48 to 50 is definitely on the cards. This is the current setup that I am eyeing. Another interesting thing to note is that the recent Bitcoin price action has been largely driven by what looks to be institutional market interest. And you can see this because on Velo, the open future interest for Bitcoin has been spiking um, over the past few months quite significantly. And this has really been a major driver behind price. So CME, I guess, was a bit of a meme uh, last cycle. It didn't really have that much of an impact because it was largely retail driven, the rally. But we are starting to see now that institutions are becoming more interested in Bitcoin as an asset. And you can see um, CME futures spiked at the end of November at their highest level, even higher than the Bitcoin peak in November 2021, which was the peak of the bull run. So clearly there is institutional uh, interest behind Bitcoin, which is catching a bid ahead of the Bitcoin spot ETF. And the big Bitcoin spot ETF is heating up. We know Jan 10th is the final deadline uh, for the ETFs, but with 20 days to go, it looks like there could be an approval even sooner. And I've been hearing rumors there could be an approval uh, around the Christmas New Year period. Of course, January 10th, we'll, we'll, we'll know everything um, there is to know. I mean, it has to be an approval or a rejection, right? But all the signs are pointing towards an approval here. We could see over the last 24 hours, we've seen three amendments to iShares, the ARC21 Shares Bitcoin Trust, as well as Wisdom Tree, who have been cooperating with the SEC uh, to make last minute changes 
changes to their filings. So all these amendments are alluding to positive news for a Bitcoin spot ETF, which is clearly over the long term going to drive a lot of institutional and retail interest into Bitcoin. I mean, from a net flow perspective, it's super positive for Bitcoin and also off the back of that, the crypto market. I guess the question then becomes in the short term, has this been fully priced in? And I do believe we're getting to the end of the run in terms of uh, the spot ETF pricing. However, um, we are looking forward to the Bitcoin halving after the Bitcoin spot ETF as well. So there are a couple of catalysts stacking up, which make the Bitcoin trade compelling alongside the fact that you have the NASDAQ breaking all-time highs. So, I mean, this isn't a territory where I really even think about shorting or even think about um, flipping too bearish on the market. Yes, taking profits after massive pumps is a smart idea, but when you've got NASDAQ in price discovery, when you've got Bitcoin with such major fundamental catalysts, uh, this is the time to really um, ride the bull trend, take advantage of the trend, take advantage of the hype, buy you know really quality uh, altcoin assets on major dips, take advantage of breakout trades, etc., in line with your trading strategy, and really play off the back of momentum. And people that have been in in the ecosystems, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes here, the Solana ecosystem, Celestia, Injective, taking part in meme coins on Solana. These are the circles uh, that are really providing those crazy gains in this market. So you have to have your finger on the pulse and always um, focus on the ecosystems and the narratives, which are currently hot. We're going to talk about that today, of course, and also a narrative that I think is going to potentially replicate what Solana and Injective has been doing. But before we get into that, I want to just say something. I need to maybe vent a, a little bit of anger here because I'm seeing on uh, Twitter just so much shitting on ETH, basically. Um, this Solana narrative is super strong and for great reason, but Ethereum is being faded um, as being slow, as being archaic, as being unable to scale, as being this, as being that, and all these other L1s are being shielded. And this is really the narrative. This is the time in the cycle where the ETH killer narrative comes back. Just rewind, though, to 2021. A lot of you would have been here in 2021. Some of you may not have been, but just to you know refresh your memory, this was the exact same narrative that basically powered the 2021 bull run. It was this idea that we don't have enough block space and Ethereum can't scale and Ethereum's old and Ethereum's archaic. I mean, Ethereum, though, still led the altcoin rally before those L1s uh, took over. So... I think it's important to have some perspective here and note that this happens every cycle. Every single cycle, Ethereum is labeled as dead, can't scale, there's better alternatives, etc. But Ethereum ends up staying around. Um, and Ethereum is what still has the wealth effect and still has the most TVL and still has the biggest developer ecosystem and still has the support of a bunch of L2s and still has the most funding. So we can't lose perspective of that. Are narratives like Solana potentially uh, home to higher upside, probably, just based on pure market cap you know, valuations. But I certainly wouldn't fade Ethereum as an asset, and Ethereum's still one of my biggest holdings. And just think back to like five or six months ago. Six months ago, everyone was saying that the, the Ulta 1 thesis was dead and Ethereum was the future. I mean, remember the whole ETH Shanghai liquid staking narrative? Like Everyone was saying ETH is the future and the L2s of one and, and, and these other monolithic type blockchains and non-EVM ecosystems aren't going to succeed. Um, so these narratives ebb and flow. They ebb and flow. And that's the important thing to note about crypto. Narratives come, narratives go, but your conviction um, should always remain constant as long as your fundamental thesis hasn't changed. So let's talk about Ethereum in terms of uh, a technical perspective. ETH BTC has broken above its major flaw at the 5.5 level. However, we have seen deviation, which actually was deeper, down to 4.8, 
in May 2022, and then it did end up reclaiming. So I'm just looking to see, and yes, this is a very bearish price action, but I'm just looking to see whether over the next couple of weeks we can have that thrust um, to, to reclaim this major level. Your next major support is the 3.7 level. And of course, you still have this diagonal downwards trend, which is marked by a series of lower highs, which if Ethereum broke, that would be a bit of a, a momentum shifter gauge for me. So definitely keep your eye on ETH. It's not something I really want to fade too much because I know at some point the narrative is going to come back. Um, and I still really do like ETH as obviously an investment, but also a trade. So I just wanted to highlight and just get that out of the way because, yeah, um, I love Solana. I love other non-EVM chains. Like, I think Neo Protocol is interesting. One at the end of the video I'm going to talk about, I think, super interesting. I love Cosmos, what's being built there. Uh, but don't fade ETH. Just, I mean, I know it's fun to shit on, but I wouldn't fade ETH. Um, and especially with the ETH ETF potentially coming into the fray after the Bitcoin spot ETF approval, that's a narrative in itself. One other thing that you could see in front of your screen is the fact that Celsius has actually sold off $243 million worth of ETH over the past 30 days. So that's a lot of sell pressure that, that has come for Ethereum that maybe wasn't previously anticipated. So now what I want to do is get into the new narrative that I alluded to at the start of the video uh, that I think could be your next Solana injective uh, type narrative. Before we get into that though, I want to point out that the Search Serenity Shield token is now officially live for trading. If you've been watching these shows over the past couple of months, you, you'll know I'm extremely bullish on the Strongbox product that Serenity Shield has launched. It's an amazing protocol, which gives you sovereignty over your own assets in a secure and encrypted manner. Um, that also allows you to have built-in inheritance, which is a big problem in crypto. What happens to your funds if something happens to you? Um, and the fact that you can't set nominees from something like a ledger. So they're kind of bridging that gap between decentralized finance and centralized finance, and they built a product um, which I think does an amazing job at that. Uh, but obviously, their token has recently launched, and I wanted to do a little bit of TA on this. Of course, it's hard to do TA on a token that has just launched, but we can actually see the token 7x since it first launched at a price of 10 cents currently sitting around the 70 to 80 cent region. Um, you'll be watching this video in a few hours from when it goes live, so it may be higher or lower. Um, but I do want to point out, technically speaking, it's got a very interesting support level at the 7-1 level. Interested to see if it um, obeys this price action. For buyers, this could be a, a decent level as some of you know the hype, that initial massive spike that happened, now starts to uh, level out. So for everyone that was looking to get into the token, um, you're now getting a, a look at an entry. And this is one that I'm keeping um, to monitor. If it experiences any major corrections, um, I'll look to position myself uh, accordingly. But yeah, this I just wanted to put this on your radar considering their token is now launched for everyone that is also bullish on the product. And for the people that don't know what the token itself does, it's essentially the real yield or the real utility token of the Serenity Shield ecosystem. So it's a payment method to allow people to pay for the subscription service to access the Strongbox. It has a rewards and loyalty program, so you get discounts for frequent users and holders of the search token. It has storage incentives, so it rewards users for contributing storage capacity to the network. It allows ecosystem participation, but most importantly, there's a rev share component. So stakers of the token, and stake, staking will be going live very soon, which will allow you to earn uh, up to 30% APY, will obviously receive rev share, back from the protocol's profits. So it's basically a bet on the protocol. If you think the protocol will succeed and if you like the product, then the token is a way to get exposure to the rev share or the earnings um, of the product through their staking, which will be live soon. So if you want to trade Serenity Shield or check it out, there's a link in the description below. It's currently tradable across Gate, 
Mexi and Pancake Swap. And I want to thank Serenity Shield for being a loyal supporter of my show for the past few months and looking forward to continuing to use the product in the future. Now let's get on to the narrative I wanted to discuss. Um, so clearly over the last few months, Solana has been on a massive run. Um, it's been one of the strongest narratives in crypto, alluding to what I said before, the whole ETH killer narrative has been super strong, but also the ecosystem airdrops have helped incentivize network activity on the platform. In fact, one of my followers made over $17,000 following my airdrop guide that I posted on Twitter. And I also did a YouTube video actually um, here on the channel talking about that uh, as well. So if you watched that video, you would have gotten access to a similar airdrop depending on how much you staked. Or if you looked at my Twitter thread, you also would have received it, which is absolutely amazing. And I just love receiving messages and hearing stories like this um, because obviously at Banter, we want to create the most profitable community in the world. The fact that I was able to do that for one of my followers and not just one, but many, uh, I receive messages all the time, is absolutely amazing, um, and, it, and it means so much to me. And yeah, we've been able to do this across not just um, Jito, but uh, Arbitrum, we've done it on Celestia, I'm still holding my airdrop bag there, so it's been an amazing period for airdrops. Um, but the reason I make that point is because one of the major catalysts for the Solana and the Injective ecosystems has been the sheer amount of airdrop farming farming happening on those chains. And that's obviously been aided by the rise in price, which has increased user uh, participation and activity on those chains as well. Also, the meme coin season on Solana has been absolutely crazy. And I think it's due to the low fees and super strong and loyal community and just ease of use and um, the great UI on platforms like the Phantom Wallet, which has created a great environment for meme coin trading. Of course, you also have Injective, which is performing amazingly. It's broken out past its all-time highs. Doesn't look like it wants to stop. And there's kind of an Injective is the next soul narrative um, going around. And Injective gives you that Cosmos exposure uh, to the platform in a, maybe a more high upside bet than Adam, although Adam does have some airdrops for stakers. You can also see Daily Active Wallets has been skyrocketing alongside DEX volumes because of the airdrop farming that's taking place. But there's another narrative that I'm seeing crop up. And what you have to understand about the market at the moment is it's very narrative-based. The, the bees are hopping from narrative to narrative. We had ThorChain, Solana, Injective, and a lot of people are now looking for that next narrative. Now, I spoke about um, Say Network uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, and I also put it in my watch list last week. Since I talked about it, it's bounced extremely nicely and actually talked about buying the support. So I hope you listen to me. It's bounced extremely nicely off this 24 cent level and has rallied 47% to the 35 cent level. But what it represents um, is the beginning of, and this is something I've seen starting to crop up on Twitter, an EVM parallelism narrative, which is starting to gain steam. You can see even Hasaka tweeted about parallelized EVMs. He said, no one knows what it means, but it sounds provocative. Now, what does this mean? It sounds complicated as a term, and technically speaking, it is quite complicated, but what you need to know, it's a way to make a blockchain faster and speed up transaction times via allowing transactions to happen simultaneously um, using a parallel virtual machine. So Say Labs is one of the first chains to actually launch with this implemented, and they technically built the first EVM of this nature, and this is starting to now pick up steam as a narrative in crypto. Now, there are a few tokens in the market which fit this bill. One of the tokens is Monad, which is going to launch and probably is going to have an airdrop, and that'll probably launch at a high FDV. But until then, if you want to play this trade, the only way to play this narrative is through a token like Say. And Say is also interesting because Injective, and it's kind of a two birds, one stone narrative, because Injective led the Cosmos run. 
because it's one of the only Cosmos tokens which is investable, but you know has amazing tech um, and and operates as an independent chain. I mean, there are others, right? But if you look at the proxy bets, Injective is the biggest, right? So if you don't want to buy Cosmos, but you want exposure to the ecosystem, Injective makes a lot of sense. Say is interesting because it's also launching on Cosmos. It's the trading blockchain. So the reason they use parallel execution is to facilitate better trading and order book models to have a lot of DEXs coming on the chain. But of course, it's also built uh, leveraging Cosmos's technology. So it presents another proxy bet to Cosmos if you missed Injective. So I feel like there's also a catch up there. Even though the FDVs are similar, it's more of a narrative catch up. Um, of Injective running than other Cosmos chains running. I've also seen Osmo starting to run. We've seen things like Neutron and Kujira run. Cosmos is a hot narrative, but this kind of kills two birds with one stone. Parallel EVM narrative as well as the Cosmos narrative. And that's why I believe Say, which is now starting to reach price discovery, could be one that continues to go higher. If we look at FTV, it is quite high at 3.4 bill, but we know in the short term, uh, tokens don't really care too much about FDV. It's more about circulating liquidity and circulating supply, at least for short-term pumps. And FDV long-term, things turn to ev- tend to even out, but there could be periods of the market staying irrational longer than you can remain solvent, um, where FDV just absolutely goes crazy. Solana is a good example of this. Even Injective Now is a slight example of this. So market cap 788, it's not cheap, but I definitely think for traders... This is a very interesting one. In terms of long-term spot accumulation, I mean, I gave you my last major level, 24 cents. I hope you listened. If you didn't, I would wait for any major pullbacks, but this can definitely be a good narrative trade um, for your narrative trading portfolio. And you guys know my rule. If you're bullish on a token and you want to get in, but you don't want to FOMO if price has massively risen, then just get 20 to 30% of your initial position size in. Reserve the last 70 to 80% for DCAing on major dips over time. So that is what I'm looking at and I wanted to present it to you as well. Um, as I want to highlight here that inscriptions have started to become a bit of a trend on Say after the launch of Say20, which is their inscription token standard on the Say network. So it's an interesting trade. It also did make my portfolio. I posted that on on Twitter, my yearly um, portfolio. You can go check that out. I also did a video on it. And yeah, I put Say in that list as part of it. And yeah, since then it's up, I think, 50-60%. So that's been an amazing one. Um, But I still think it can perform uh, even stronger in the future. I want to remind you, by the way, if you like airdrop hunting, uh, DOP right now has officially launched their testnet. DOP's a protocol that I've discussed on the show before, but if you haven't watched my videos much, DOP is essentially a protocol that allows you to encrypt assets to choose what you want to show on the blockchain and obfuscate or hide what you don't want to show on the blockchain. So I do believe truly that for crypto to achieve mass adoption, we need options, we need sovereignty as to what we want to show and what we don't want to show on the blockchain. Because it's kind of crazy to imagine a world where everyone's using crypto, but everyone could just see how much money everyone has. I mean, imagine walking into a, a shopping center or a public environment and, and having, um, let's say you go to the checkout and uh, the cashier can see exactly the amount in your bank account. Like, it, it just makes no sense. So something like DOP allows you to have control over your or your own assets and privacy and um, security and ownership in crypto is so important. So that's why I, I, I'm a big fan of what they're building over at DOP. And for everyone that does want access to their token once it launches, you now have something to do because for a while they were delaying their testnet, but for now you can use it. Um, and this is obviously leading into mainnet and their token launch, which is probably going to be in Jan or Feb. So you can follow them on Twitter. The steps are simple. Claim testnet ETH. It's free to do. Obviously, a testnet airdrop is free. Claim testnet DOP. Claim the testnet assets, encrypt the assets, send the assets, decrypt them, 
Sounds complicated, but it'll literally take two minutes. I'm going to run through this in a future show. And once you've completed it, they're going to be airdropping 1% of their total supply to early users of the testnet. Then, of course, there will probably be, and this is speculation on my part, some sort of reward um, or airdrop for mainnet users as well. But this is the first thing you can do to get in early in terms of a DOP airdrop. There's a link in the description below to access DOP. And remember, there's also a link in the description below to access Serenity Shield because they just had their token launch as well. So also thanks to DOP for being an amazing partner of the show. So hope you enjoyed this video. Talked a little bit about where the market sits. Spot ETF is super exciting right now. Uh, heading into this final stretch now. I talked about a bit about Ethereum, just wanted to kind of vent um, some of my thoughts there. And then I also talked about the parallel EVM uh, trade, which is is Say Network off the back of Solon Injective, which by the way, I'm still airdrop farming on. But in terms of like trades themselves, it's starting to stall out, stall out in terms of risk reward, in my opinion. I'll see you in the next video. Hope you have a lovely day. Uh, we're heading into Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everyone that's watching. You may even be watching on Christmas if you're a DGen. But um, in fact... Stats suggest that someone will be watching on Christmas. Um, So Merry Christmas to you, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace out.